Hello, everybody. Welcome to the inaugural episode of He's Abroad. My name is Jason, here in New York, and I'm joined by my co-host, John, who's abroad in New Zealand. Hey, John. Hey, Jason. How's it going? Pretty good. How you doing? Good. Although I would say that you're abroad to me. I don't know how that works, right? Because it doesn't matter. It is the I point. started. One of us <laughs> is abroad to the other. Therefore, okay. the he is ambiguous. And hell, we might maybe have some she's on here in uh, in some cases. In which case, I would hope so. They will be abroad in wherever they are. I would hope so. so. As long as there is some country line straddled, then the podcast title will remain the same. And um, this is as this is our first episode. We could. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to start and establish some of these a uh, little bit of introduction and a little bit of what's going on here. So John is in New Zealand, and this year he's actually started an endeavor where he is staying off the internet for various purposes. So he's he's made a list. He wants he wants to be like a better person or some shit. So that's cool. <laughs> but uh, he he wants to. Uh, He's staying away from news. He's staying away from the internet. He's staying away from social media. He's staying. He he is only doing things that is relevant to his business and the betterment of himself. So therefore, I am going to use this podcast as a means of education, and uh, and that is how this is going to work. Now, since uh, John and I are good friends, we'll also use this time as a bit of a catch up, so it won't all just be news and stories of interest and me kind of informing John on the news he needs to know about but you know just us also catching up on the on the week and where we've been and honestly it's been uh, the, the last time I saw you or we spoke really was in uh, was when I was in Phoenix crashing your Christmas yes so how was how was your New Year's it was great my New Year's was nice and relaxing it was on the beaches of New Zealand it was up north and uh, it was great because the weather is a thousand times better the minute that you leave Wellington. <laughs> so the minute you go over this hill, it's sunny and in the 80s and shorts and t-shirts weather. It's great. But isn't it just less windy? Because it's still summer there, right? It's less windy, but just you don't get the rapid changes of weather. Like, yeah. for those who don't know, Wellington is the capital of New Zealand. And it's at the bottom of the North Island. So there's two islands. It's a north and a south. Wellington is at, the, is at the bottom of the north, and it's sort of sheltered by all these mountains. And so all you get is awful weather because you don't get any of the sun. You don't get any of the – so you get wind and rain. But when it's nice, it's super nice. Don't get me wrong. But I would say that's 25% of the time when you have a perfect sunny day where the minute that you go about an hour north, it's, it's beautiful weather most – I'm not going to say most of the time, but most of the time in the summer, it's beautiful weather. So most people – Spend Christmas and New Year's away from Wellington. It's just the the streets are dead because <laughs> nobody wants to be around here when it's summertime. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, you want to talk about changing weather? Um, last week, uh, last weekend, it was about sixty degrees here in New York. Um, today, it is uh, tw- in the twenties. So <laughs> things uh, things escalated. I don't miss that at all. Here. I don't. I don't miss that. I'm sorry. Like I grew up in Detroit. And I don't miss winter at all. The minute that I left New York and moved to Los Angeles, I, I don't need winter. It does nothing. It is a this useless is problem. season. It's a useless this season. Is, this is the problem with the mentality of people who are like, you only remember the worst of the winter. So the only thing you heard was that it was that it's 20 degrees. It's and awful. you didn't pay attention to the fact that it was 60 degrees in January. 
in New York. Still, the, the rapid changes is why everyone gets sick and why it's yeah. awful. I was quite sick. I, I yeah, was sick. Exactly I, I had right. bronchitis. Yeah. Ain't nobody have time for that. <laughs> had to say it. I can't, I can't not say it. <laughs> yeah, so how did that go? Because you were, you, you, were, you were fading fast at the end of Christmas. You, were, uh, you, you looked pretty awful, and, I, and I, I was worried about you getting back on this airplane as you were leaving. Yeah, I might have infected an entire uh, an entire United flight with whatever I had. Uh, it, it was some sort of viral infection, apparently. That bronchitis I bronchitis isn't contagious, though, is it? No, but I had something else. So oh, wait, I had wait, something wait, else. wait, 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 wait! You had something that was contagious. So you brought your contagion to my family. I don't know. Is anybody sick? I mean, I was sick for the time that you were there, but I got oh, better. That's just coincidence. I would hope so. Because that means and, you were and, sick and My prior. mom got sick after, but I think she's fine now. So oh, then I, I probably think... got her sick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was probably nice. my fault. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> she's probably sorry. listening to this. I know. That's why I'm saying sorry. Sorry, Mom and Nixon. I, I, don't, I don't know what, what else to tell you. Um, that's just, it, it happens. All right. I didn't know what I had. I thought it was a headache and just, you know, chills at night and other problems that I would just get over pretty quick. Yeah, I, had, I, I was sick. Um, and then I, I went to the doctor, went to a city MD. The guy told me I had a viral infection. And then, uh, so he gave me some meds, um, one of which I had some sort of a uh, weird reaction to. So stop taking those <laughs> a week later. I was like, All right, I think I'm feeling better, but I'm still like getting very tired, even just walking upstairs. So went back to, went to my actual doctor and uh, he, I was telling him all his symptoms. He's like, yeah, sounds like the guy was right. And he's like, let me listen to your breathing. And then he says, yeah, you got uh, bronchitis. I was like, cool. So Jesus. Give me a steroid and antibiotics, which I didn't, or no, and uh, yeah, an antibiotic, which I didn't actually use. So I got those, I guess, just in case now. Just chilling, staring at him really? right now. He gave me uh, azithromycin. <laughs> so I guess I could take that at some point if I really want to. Oh, fun. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. glad to know that you brought the outbreak monkey to my house. Yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> but uh, I'm good now. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, um, yeah, that's, uh, good. that's good to know. That's good to know that you're, you're fine. Yeah. Well, you said everybody's fine. You said your mom's not sick anymore. Yeah, but you don't know about all those people on that poor flight that you took. You probably ruined some people's New Year's Eve. Oh, you think mine wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> You no, knew what you were getting fine. into. After yeah, the I, fact. I didn't. I didn't know. All right, can I plead ignorant? I mean, I knew I was sick. I knew something was wrong. I was. I but my intention was always to go and get checked out. I don't know. Like it wasn't stopping me from doing anything. It wasn't a dis- debilitating ailment. Like I was still traveling, still good, still got pictures of the stars. It was. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't good. Nothing. Nothing. A little Tylenol couldn't take the edge off. I'm sorry. All right. Well, and look. I, and if, anybody, look, and if anybody was on that plane is sick now, you don't know it was me, but I'm sorry as well. Well, you're okay? like the people that you're the people that like travel with measles and stuff and don't Whoa, tell anybody. No, I, and then no, you gotta I like, track travel. where you were. It's like I was at the gym on Tuesday and Thursday between the hours of four and five. I went to the grocery store on Thursday between five forty-five and six twenty-seven. You're those people. Like I've been. You see reports when people fly into a country with the measles. 
specifically New Zealand, and they just give you like a like a day to day breakdown of where this person was. So if you start to feel sick, you can say, "Oh no, I was in the gym at the same time that this dude was sweating over some machine." That so now I need to go there. get checked for measles. <laughs> Measle man, I was. Uh, although it, I don't think everybody's so sick it, it, around, like you said, with changing weather, all these other things. Everybody in my office has gotten sick except for like two people, and. It's all out of whack. Everybody's coming in with their with their sickness. Okay. I got checked out. I don't think I was contagious. The guy said I wasn't contagious. Doctor said I wasn't contagious. All righty. Well, look. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. So that's good. Uh, January's going well. Any, anything anything uh, you want to talk about for the last few weeks? No, summer here. So weather is better than usual. Um, it's light until 9, 30, 10 o'clock. It's great. It's a great time of year to not be in the Northern Hemisphere. So, great. yeah, I've got no complaints. It's very good. Great. Good stuff. I All mean, right. I have complaints, but complaints I won't oh, talk about okay. here. <laughs> All right, fair enough. We'll save that yeah. for the uh, for the post show. Um, there is no post show. We'll save that for the Patreon show. You'll get, you'll get the real life story. You just yeah, have to pay okay. for it. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you all my problems if you pay for them. <laughs> All right, fair enough. That's good to know. That's the hundred dollar tier. <laughs> John will tell you all his problems. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about. So I got some news here. I've compiled uh, three stories that I think you need to know about things that have happened in the news uh, in the last. No, no, some are a little older than others, but I think all these have happened this year. I don't think okay, anything's hit me. older. So if there's any, if there's anyone else out there that's not reading, that's taking a break from the internet for a year, yeah, listen up. Because I don't know anything about these stories. I know nothing. The only thing I've seen news-wise, I've seen one piece of news. Everything else I've heard from people talking. So I don't know if I've heard or seen what you're about to tell me. So the oldest story is from uh, January 6th. That's good. Now, I'm going to give you a choice so you could choose topics. I'm not going to tell you what exactly the story is, but you could choose the topic and how we do this. So your three choices are. Okay. SpaceX. All right. Interesting. Okay. The Australia Fires. Okay. Now, okay. now again, I've heard a bit about the Australia fires, but I've not read the news about them. So yes. Okay. Good. And um, and because they're and, making my skies orange, like super bu- beautiful and brilliant orange <laughs> in New Zealand, because we're getting like the after effects of the fire. But anyways, go ahead. Continue. Fair enough. And uh, Doctor Oz. Oh, that's an interesting one. We're gonna save. So, all right. All right. So we're gonna save Doctor Oz for last. Right. Okay. And let's do the Australian fires first. And I don't remember the first one you said. We'll do that one second. SpaceX. SpaceX okay, SpaceX course. second. All right. So Australian... You change, now, you might change your mind. So after you say one, I will give you the other two in case you decide, all right, after what I've just told you, you might want to change it up. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Here's the headline. Instagram model raises $700,000 for Australia fires with nude photos before account deleted. <laughs> wow <laughs> alright so here we go it I was expecting days. like hold on hold on before we get I was expecting like this is the first time we're doing this I was expecting like real news and now I know that I'm, I'm gonna be filled <laughs> with all of the nonsense <laughs> but continue go ahead what did you think I was just gonna feed you the news no, I thought you were gonna give me no, real no okay, no no, no. We're, we're having okay. fun here alright in all four right. days 20 year old Kaylin Ward estimates estimates she has raised more than $700,000 for victims of Australian brush, bush fire crisis by sending nude photographs of herself to anyone who donates more than $10 to one of her chosen charities and sends her the receipt 
The California resident has worked as a nude model since August 2019 while vacationing in the in the Caribbean. She says she fell into a rabbit hole after reading about the unprecedented fires that are raging along Australia's eastern and southern coastlines. Quote, I donated $1,000 myself, she tells Guardian Australia. Quote, I had a substantial amount of followers, maybe 30,000 at the time. And I thought that a, that a lot of my followers would pitch in and send me some donations of the wildfire, of the wildfires, end quote. At around 10 p.m. on January 3rd, Ward tweeted a nude image of herself, which with an angel emoji acting as a modesty strip. I don't know what that means. Alongside a... Well, I'm guessing oh, that, that like there was... sensor? Yes, that, that was about like to say a, that. Like there was a picture, like she's she's naked, and over the parts that need to be censored, she had an angel. Yeah, gotcha. So Classic. alongside a list of charities her followers could fund. That evening, she raised more than $7,000. Quote, the next morning I woke up and it had gone absolutely viral and I was flooded with messages. It quickly blew up and went upwards of $100,000 before I knew it. End quote. Ward's original tweet now has been retweeted 77,000 times, and she has started calling herself the naked philanthropist. Uh, quote, Jesus. not all heroes wear capes, end quote. <laughs> one of the most common responses to her efforts. Of course, it's very memeable. I could keep going, but it just goes on and on and on and on okay. and on. What do you think? Now, this was this was removed, I'm guessing, because it it's against Instagram's policies, right? Yeah. So I'm... Yeah. Uh, but I'm even if it's censored... Out- even even if it's censored and you're so not Ward actually also seeing also has been upset that her Instagram account, which had more than 60,000 followers and was a significant source of revenue, has been deleted. Every time I try to make a new account, it's deactivated. And what's concerning is there are a few fake accounts who are impersonating me that haven't gotten deleted. People are stealing my identity through Instagram. Yeah, I, I think it's like a no-nude platform, which is crazy because, yeah, you can't post nudes, but you could post some shit that's really close to it. Sure. And again, I'm just I'm surprised. It's real funny because I'm surprised that someone hasn't created like the the nude naked version of Instagram. It's probably out there. I probably just gave someone a business idea. If it's not, it's you should go Pornhub. create it. I get, again, I guess. I don't know. But I'm assuming that someone would want something you could sit there and swipe back and forth on Instagram, right? Instagram, you're just scrolling through images. So I don't really? know if that's the Yeah, it's not the same thing, really. Because but last time I checked. Instagram is that. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, the amount of times you sure. just catch a glance of people scrolling Instagram on a subway. And it's just some really, like, you know, risque stuff. It's a lot of girls working out, which yeah, more power to them. For them. <laughs> good or, for them. But. Or showing the results of them working out. Yes. Because, yeah, if you're going to spend all this time in the gym, yeah, I'd post naked too, but I don't. So that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's interesting. You spend all that time in the gym. Maybe if you decide to come back to Instagram, this is what you do. Yeah, I'm gonna, my first post is going to break the internet. So how is the uh, so you said you actually do see the fact the effects of the of the fires where you are? Yeah, so the skies are all different colors. So like when the sun sets and when while we were traveling up north, it was actually a pretty big haze. So to let people understand, Australia's north about north and west of New Zealand. So we're getting all the fires, so obviously when the weather happens, it all sort of when the times that it actually pushes towards the rest of the Pacific Ocean, because between New Zealand and Australia is a body of water called the Tasman Sea, and then on the other side of that is the Pacific Ocean, like leading towards California and South America. I know so, the Tasman Sea. I was, uh, I believe, I kayaked in the uh, in the Tasman Sea. Yeah. So many people don't know that that like the Australia New Zealand path is not. That's not all Pacific Ocean. It's an actual sea that's considered a sea that's in the middle of there. So, anyways, we get 
the weather from that. So we get storms and clouds because it's such a giant fire. I mean, pretty much the entire Australian coast, the entire east coast of Australia is pretty much on fire. Most of, I mean, Sydney. It doesn't go south as Melbourne, but most, but mostly Sydney and North. That stuff's like there's a lot of fires that are going on. So it's such a big event that that color dust that comes from Australia is actually in the air. It's in the sky. And it's funny because my allergies have been acting up really bad, and I didn't know what it was. And so I go to the pharmacy here and try to get something. And she goes, "Oh, we've had a lot of people come in because of the Australian bushfires, and it's like everyone's allergies have been all messed up." Well, so, yeah. it's because you're you are um, ingesting the ashes of a billion animals and koalas. The trees, koalas and specifically, stuff. a billion koalas. It's well, sad. I'll, it's like well, I'll tell really, you what, really sad. the the chlamydia outbreak with the koalas is probably gone now, right? That's burned out. Wow. Well, <laughs> there's a, I suppose there's a silver lining to everything. Well, the, well, well, you know, survival of the fittest at this point, right? You're only, you're going to get super koalas now. You're going to get the super Australian animals, the ones that can survive the heat. It's like Australia's already deadly enough. Unless chlamydia is a flame retardant and they're the only ones that survive. Well, then that we have got a bigger problem then. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> so, so look, oh, wait, so that's I don't, how you survive the fires? You just get chlamydia? Okay. So to go back to the story with this girl... Yeah. So she's earning a bunch of money. Now, is she actually... No, she's not earning money. She's, well, no, they're sending the money telling, to her, right? Or no, is she telling not. people to no, donate no, no. to... Okay. She's saying donate to a charity. Which charity, At least though? $10. She charity that she she's sponsoring? Them. Okay, she listed no, the she charities. listed okay. in the picture where she uh, censored herself with angel emojis. Okay, yep. She said, tweet to one... Basically, donate to one of these seven charities, I believe. Okay. And then she said... Um, yeah, and if you donate at least a certain amount of money, that at least ten dollars, and send me the receipt, I'll send you a nude picture. Now it's philanthropy, sure. And if she's earned that much money, I mean, I don't actually. Other than you're on a platform that says you can't do this, I don't see a problem with that at all. Right? No, no, there's no problem at all. I think I think it's amazing. I think. Whatever it takes. I don't know where the money goes to to actually like how help. do you stop <laughs> yeah, like how do you stop this? And how does money help stop this? The money is more for the uh victims, right? That's what I would assume. Well, yeah, it's probably more for aid. It's probably more for helping fire in, you know, um emergency services, right? Because they're probably running thin on supplies and water and things like that in really badly hit areas. So I'm guessing that's a big portion of it, right? So it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, we, we have a fire department that normally doesn't have all these problems, and now we're working overtime. We're trying to get more people in here to stop these fires and save our communities, and we're running low on food, water, like real basics just to keep the people trying to help everyone, you know, as in good of shape as they can be just from a mental and a physical standpoint. So I'm assuming some of it goes to that. Some of it probably goes to animal rescues if they are actually trying to save animals. Um, some of it goes for probably bringing overseas people because when it's an event that's this big, I mean, America probably has sent firefighters over to Australia to help because I remember during the California fires, there were Kiwis and Australians who went over to California to help. So specifically all the Western countries that are all sort of part of NATO, when it's like a national emergency, they people tend to get help from the countries that they're allied with. 
So it probably helps to pay for some of that too. So for flights and for people from California or people from Japan or people from wherever to come and help fight these fires. So yeah, look, I don't, I mean, it's a little, it's a little self-congratulatory. It's a little backslapping on her part. But, I mean, quite frankly, and don't take this the wrong way, she probably is like, what else do I have to offer? I can't do anything. This actually has affected me. The best thing I can do is just get naked and earn some money for these people. So, God bless her. That's what yeah, that's I think, you, that's I think it's your part. It's, Go not for even it. self, it's not even self-congratulatory. She just seems more mad that they banned her account. Well, it's yeah, like, because she's, she's, chasing, she's chasing the clout as well, though. She, she's trying to get the, the fame. You know, you don't do this. You could, if you have a big enough following without taking your clothes off, who cares? Immediate, if immediate action is if, not to take your clothes off. But if the end justifies the means, and the means isn't hurting anybody, you know, yeah, it doesn't hurt. Other than the children, think of the children. It doesn't hurt the children. Who <laughs> children are? I mean, and who cares if the children? If a child donates, uh, donates twenty bucks and sends her a receipt and sees a, and sees a naked picture, what, they, kids getting an education, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's it's sad, but you know I don't think she, I mean should she have been banned for it only if she posted nude images on Instagram? But I guess it's because she was it soliciting. Sounds like she didn't though. Right, that's what I'm saying. But it seems like I guess if she's trying to sell, right? Instagram goes well. You can't sell nude. You can't sell pornography or nudity on our. I don't even platform. think you could DM people that, right? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I think that someone. That, that's and again, probably what the bigger issue? What normally happens is that haters start to report these people, right? So if she's getting, if she's doubled her followers, right? I believe you said she had 30,000 followers and then she had 60,000 before her account closed. So she's rapidly gaining followers for this. And there's always got to be that one guy who's sitting there going, well, this isn't right. She, she doesn't, no, no, no. I'm going to report her for nudity. That happens all the time. And that's why yeah. all these other little small accounts are able to exist because that guy doesn't live in an account with 100 followers. He lives in an account with 30, 60,000 followers. Yeah, just trying to blow it up. Yeah, it's the it's the Puritans. That's what it is. <laughs> it's upsetting, and the it's upsetting that they shut that down. And the the Australian fires is probably the most depressing news story right is now it? because, well, yeah, like what is there anything that's more like destructive that makes that's that's more helpless feeling than that? Like, well, I think how, the problem is is that at least from everything I've heard, like it's actually really drastically changing the weather. And really, like the fact that it doesn't seem to be stopping. I mean, this has been going on since November. I know. So it's, this isn't this isn't like this popped like it's and it's still going. So they don't. It's so big. And people don't seem to realize. Just like people don't realize how big Africa is, right? Africa's huge, and Africa has a ton of countries in it. And people don't realize that Africa is that big. And I think it's some similar to Australia, where Australia is about the size of the U.S. I believe. Like an actual landmass, it's just the middle of it is all rocks and desert. And it's like ninety percent of it is uninhabitable. Right, but so Max. everyone it's lives along the coast. Literally, Mad Max. Yes, everyone lives along the coast. So, like people don't seem to realize, like that's a lot of land. So the best thing you can hope for is for the weather to stop, for them to get some rain, for the for it to get cooler, and that it doesn't do so much burning that it ends up burning everything. Um, and I don't know whether or not they can find a way to prevent this in the future, because the way that they started preventing this in, in California is doing like controlled burns. It's trying to yeah. burn more stuff before it actually gets to the point where it's the, where everything gets so dry and it lights everything on fire. So I'm sure that there's going to be strategies and stuff going forward in Australia to actually try and control these burns in the winter, where you can actually sort of force the fire to go a very specific way. So that way, when this happens again, it doesn't burn everything. I could also speak with some 
stance of ignorance that I believe Australia is the only other, is one of the very few countries, including ourselves, and by ourselves, I mean the United States, with a with a political party that does not believe in, uh, that is like basically ignoring climate change and global warming and that kind of thing. And, and of all the are, places. And it's because they are an enormous exporter of coal, which I just learned. And of all the places, I mean, the Great Barrier Reef is basically dead. Mm-hmm. They basically killed the Great Barrier Reef. So for you not to believe in climate change and yet one of probably the seventh natural wonders of the world, I'm guessing it might be. That's a total guess of the natural wonders of the world. I'm guessing that the Great Barrier Reef has to be one of them. Yeah. It has to be. And it's all, and it's basically dead. So if you live in Australia and you don't believe in global warming, you're an idiot. <laughs> so There you go. Or at least there climate you change. You know, if it's global warming, why is it snowing? It's 26 degrees outside. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. So next up, SpaceX or Dr. Oz. I, I still want to go SpaceX. Okay, I want to cool. keep my, I want to keep my, uh, by the way, that article is from, uh, I was reading from the guardian. I feel like I should source where, um, you should, where I'm getting this from. Okay. Here we Great. go. This is from the verge. Talking about SpaceX. Japanese billionaire seeks girlfriend for moon voyage on SpaceX rocket. <laughs> Yeah, my news knowledge is going to be really <laughs> stupid stuff. But you know what? I'm actually happy with that. That's fine. So <laughs> read that go. again real quick for me. Read it again. I mean, I'm going to get into it. But the headline is Japanese billionaire seeks girlfriend for moon voyage on SpaceX rocket. Wonderful. And then the subtitle's fun. Y- Yusaku Mezawa doesn't want to ride around the m- doesn't want to ride around the moon alone. Who would? Nobody, nobody wants to go to the moon alone. Oh, it gets better. Japanese billionaire <laughs> Yusaku Mezawa, the first prospective rider on SpaceX's future deep space rocket, has launched a bizarre campaign to find a, quote, female partner to fly around the moon with him. Mezawa's website promoting the campaign makes it clear that he isn't just looking for a friend, but a significant other to accompany him on the trip to space. Quote, this is from the website. Mezawa has a long-held dream of going into space. He wants to visit such a special place together with a special someone. The website promotes the... That's in quote. This website promotes promotes the contest as a serious matchmaking event that will be documented in a reality show called, quote, Full Moon Lovers, end quote, set to air on the Japanese streaming service Abema TV. The contest is open to single women over the age of 20 who have bright personalities, want to enjoy life to the fullest, and want world peace. They also have to be interested in going to space. Well, I'd fucking hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I added that. Um, Mizawa and his new partner would presumably be traveling to the moon to the moon SpaceX's next generation Starship rocket, a massive spacecraft that's meant to take people to deep space destinations like the moon and eventually Mars. In September of 2018, SpaceX revealed that Mezawa had put down a sizable deposit to become the first private customer to ride on Starship once it was complete and ready for crew. The trip would entail sending Mezawa around the moon without landing on it and then returning him back to Earth. SpaceX didn't say how much he paid, but CEO Elon Musk noted that it was enough to help partially pay for the development of the vehicle. Quote, he puts his money where his mouth is. 
And quote, Musk said at the time, quote, he's legit. End quote. Um, yeah, I'm not going to... Th- this article's really long and goes into some crazy details, so I'll just tell you a little bit about Mizawa. Okay. This paragraph here. Mizawa is the founder of Japan's largest online retailer, Zozo Town, and is reportedly worth $2 billion, according to the most recent estimate from Forbes. He also... He is also an avid art collector, shelling out $110.5 million for a painting by Jean-Michel Basquiat in 2017. There you go. Very famous artist. Very famous artist. Just last week, and this was written on the 12th, so that's about two weeks ago. Uh, About a week ago. About a week ago. Just last week, he broke the record for the most retweeted tweet after announcing he would split 1 billion yen between a random group of 1,000 people who shared his tweet about the contest. The message was retweeted more than 4 million times. Well, of course. <laughs> he's also um, he's also a 44 years old, which is says in the next paragraph. Okay, it's go. really young. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, wait. Hang on. This paragraph's too good. I gotta, I gotta keep going. Now, Mezawa is focusing on a new type of of competition the 44 year old billionaire notes on his website that after two decades of running a company he now wants to share his life with someone quote as feelings of loneliness and emptiness slowly begin to surge upon me there's one thing that i think about (laughs) continuing to love one woman end quote he writes mizawa said he was originally embarrassed to take part in the documentary but is now hopeful he'll find his life partner quote with that future partner of mine, I want to shout our love and world peace from outer space. End quote. You know, all I could think of <laughs> as you were reading that to me, how is how is VH1 not put the money up for Flavor Flav to do the same thing? <laughs> Flavor of Love in space. Space. Would you not? Wa- I'd watch that. <laughs> I've never watched Flavor of Love. I, it's 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 terrible. one of the it's one of the greatest train wrecks of all time. <laughs> The only the only reality show I watch is CNN. That's it. That's the only thing I watch that's a reality show. Um, but I, I saw this. I was like, this is kind of amazing. That so, this is the hook. It sounds like he just really wants uh, to be on The Bachelor, and he's just using this thing as you can come to space with me. But the real story here is just I'm looking for a wife or something. Yes, because I'm looking for a wife to join me in space. Is is makes a better premise than I'm just looking for a wife. Yeah, because the SpaceX thing is, I don't even think it has a date no. on when it's actually going to happen. Like, SpaceX is still, I believe they're contracted to send some stuff up to the International Space Station. I think they're doing that already. But you're yeah, talking about Elon, doing... Elon Musk, for, for, yeah. for the the, quali- the caliber of person that he is supposed to be. So hear, hear me out on this. I'm, I'm going to make some logical leaps here. Right, Elon, Musk is, Elon Musk is kind of a fraud. <laughs> right. Like, like if you put him in the same class as like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, like he's kind of a fraud. Like he has promised a bunch of stuff that he hasn't been able to deliver on. He made a, but, he but, but, make a flamethrower. Yeah, but again, he's super successful. I mean, if we were going to compare me versus him, like he's done more in his lifetime. He's done more now in his lifetime than I would take me eight lifetimes to do, probably. So I, I don't want to say that I'm gonna. I don't want to say that Elon Musk isn't successful and that he's not a genius. But in comparison to other geniuses, he's kind of like the fraud of the geniuses. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, he's made a lot of promises that he hasn't delivered on. There's probably worse. The fraud of the geniuses would be like um, Bernie Madoff. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I mean, well, he's, Bernie—he's more of a—he's more of a genius in his fraud. 
Yeah, but Bernie so didn't I, tell people like I'm going to send you to Mars. I'm going to send you to the moon. I'm going to, you know, I oh, got the Cybertruck. He's not. He said I'm going to give yeah. you millions of dollars. Yeah, pretty. It's pretty. But he and told then, that to other rich then, people. Elon's telling us. He's telling me and you all this nonsense. That's true. Yeah, I, I mean, you might be on something like with the Cybertruck thing, where he talked about how these windows are indestructible, and then I think he just tapped it and it cracked. Oh, well, the guy shit. like hit a bat in it and shattered the window. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 anyways, I, I don't want to get away from the story, which is not about Elon Musk. He just happens but to be a small fine. player in this. But Elon Musk is always whenever I hear stories about Elon Musk, it's always some crazy scheme to build a flamethrower or send someone to Mars. Like again, and I'm not saying he's an idealist, he's, and I think sometimes yes. you need those idealists, and you can have you do, them, honest, but but the guy but you also can need, also yeah, you need to surround yourself rails. with like yes. the, the same guy who's trying to change the world for the better is also the dude calling uh some guy in thailand pedo guy absolutely that that's my point is that he's a little going lawsuit, on joe by the way. elon musk got away with that. yeah or going that. to joe rogan's podcast and smoking weed like he's just kind but that's of that's fine there's nothing that that's not there's really nothing the wrong no i'm saying there's nothing wrong with that but in comparison to other billion to other people of his class who are who basically are changing the world and you actually kind of believe that he could right like no one is doubting that elon musk actually might be able to pull this off like he's he's not a complete fraud he's done stuff but you're also like you know but you've also promised a lot of nonsense too what's real what's not and so he's just that guy like he's not a bill gates he's not he's not of that caliber and again there's some shadiness with bill gates you just don't he's not as loud about it well he's also kind of a because elon musk also has some trolling tendencies like the yes. fact that yes. he has that his company called the boring company that, that's my point like and it's, it's just kind of it's, it's meant enough. to and it's meant to build this hyper the hyperloop which is this amazing thing but the actual i mean the hyperloop theoretically could be an amazing public transportation um or i mean i guess that's private i, I don't know whatever you're talking about like whatever. A, whatever. A, a transit a transit tool that could be revolutionary again everything he's, everything he's talked about but, can be revolutionary but the whatever. only thing that company has actually produced is a flamethrower <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> why did he do that well it's like the same thing with like the solar roof right like that exists but it's not this groundbreaking thing that's going to make all of us have solar panels on our roof that's just yeah. kind of my point but you could argue that Tesla disrupted the industry enough to make people move forward. Into I guess, but they can't even cars. They, but they can't even develop enough of them for. for but they don't have to. Have them. They don't have to. It's like it's like how Apple doesn't have to be the most popular computer in the world for every for them to really, or, or even the most popular phone in the world. No, it's got nothing to do with popularity. Trends, to dictate it's, what the trends are. Fine, you can dictate the trends, but if you can't actually supply me with your thing, like at least if I want to go buy an iPhone, I can go out and buy an iPhone for the most part. You can't really do that with all of the Teslas. Like a lot of them, you have the wait list. There's production problems. Like, and this is a consistent thing throughout the years with Tesla. Like Tesla, I still believe as a company doesn't make any money. So I don't really know what to do with Elon Musk because he's a genius, but he's also a bit of a fraud. That's the only point I'm making. He's just kind all of right, a fraud. So, so, all right. So what do you do with uh, Yusaku Mizawa? <laughs> well, you take his billion dollars and you help him find a girlfriend, right? If you're Elon Musk. <laughs> Oh, you're thinking Elon Musk should help him do that? I mean, he already all this guy needed to do with Musk was be like, yeah, all right, here's some here's some money. Now make sure I'm the first guy to fly into space. Also, I don't want to be the first guy into space. Like, no, because the first you've the first one is runs. guinea pig. Yeah, yeah. Like, give give me a few test runs before I get into that thing. I, I'm just like, thinking I'm, of like Flavor Flav and like the suit 
and like on like the 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 test pilot thing where like you're in the air to feel zero gravity like i'm just imagining all the his, things that this guy's clock, gonna go through his clock necklace is just like floating in zero yes gravity. that's what i'm saying i'm just imagining all this stuff with this dude but like flavor flavor with like the ram's horn helmet <laughs> the viking helmet i'm just imagining I mean, we, all this stuff it's amazing <laughs> they do hollywood does love adaptations and if this is a success it's very possible that we get the american version of this which is just flavor flav flavor of love but in space space i'm totally down with that but look i mean i think now why this guy needs to go to these lanes to find a girlfriend is maybe why he doesn't have one in the first place yeah <laughs> right because i mean he's got he's got the things that most men would attribute of if i had these things i could have any person i wanted right like probably stereotypically you can make that case and going well he's a billionaire he can probably have his choice of whoever he wants but that's very clearly not the case, and we we know enough about Japanese culture and the way that their professionals work is that the only thing that matters is work for a lot of them. I mean, Japan has the I be, unless things have changed, they've got the lowest birth rate of any country, where Japanese people just aren't having kids because they're focused on careers and they're focused on building companies that are worth billions of dollars at the age of forty four. Um, so yeah, so maybe it's valid. Maybe this guy actually has, you know, he's focused on work the entire time and he's like, well, now I got enough money. I just want to hold, give me my selection. You go pick beautiful women for me and I'll pick one and we'll go to the moon together. Sounds like a good deal. Yeah. Good for him. So if you got it, I guess spend it. You know, what probably saw Japanese, uh, Japanese birth, uh, birth rate, uh, Mormonism. Going really? through missions, yeah. Go, just again, send a few people on missions there, and just are there know, Japanese they, Mormons? Not yet. Are you sure? Probably. I have no idea, but I feel just like curious. There should be. Get I feel like there's there. Mormons everywhere, right? I feel like there's Mormons Let's everywhere. See. I'll do a quick. Uh, we'll take a sidebar here and see if the Japanese. Yeah, look. I, I mean, I could filibuster here for a minute. Yeah, I. I mean, the interesting thing is that, like, specifically yep. in some countries, like New Zealand, there's not like there's like no Jews here. There's like a few, but like oh, there's wow. just not. Oh, but wow. I'm guessing that Mormons, specifically Christianity, other than the Muslim faith, oh. is pretty much everywhere. So I'm guessing by these noises you're making in the background, as I try to give context to what you're looking up, is that there's literally Mormons everywhere, and there's probably a ton of Mormons in Japan. Uh, well, what would you... All right, so I got a number. Uh, Percentage as of 2018. number? No, I have like a actual number uh, as of 2018. So the, uh, But this That's is from the church. Here. This is the church's number. But here's the deal. Can I guess? Just read from Wikipedia. Well, all right. I'm, I'm going to give you a little history first. I'm just going to okay. read this first paragraph and then uh, first couple sentences, and then and then you can guess. Cool. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints (LDS Church) in Japan was established in 1901. Wow. When the church's first missionaries arrived on August 12th, among them was. Heber J. Grant. Heber Heber. I never seen that name before in my life. Who was then a member of quorum of 12 it doesn't matter 1901 <laughs> is when it showed up all right right uh so keeping that in mind they've been there for over 100 years long time yep how many members that's 120 years now 119 years um how many people are in japan 24 million no it's more than uh, that i think it's 24 million yeah, how many people are in, are in japan 120 some million or something like that i the think population of japan i think it's 124 million Population in Japan is 126. Okay, close. Close. You're close. Yeah, that's pretty good. 126. Um, Let's see. How many Mormons? It's dropping. It's on on the decline. Well, everything's on the decline in Japan. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. 
let's see. If I had to guess, I'm going to guess $4 million. No, not even, no. Too high? Way too high. Okay, well, look, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people. So that's what? That's like 3%. That th- you think three percent? I bet there's not. Do you th- now I'm curious to know if there's more Jews or Mormons. Like, how many Jews do you think are in? I'd be surprised if there was three percent Jews in Japan. So wait, uh, so wait, so it's like a hundred thousand then Mormons? Yeah, just about. It's uh, okay. it's a hundred, hundred twenty nine. They give you an that's exact like a, number. That's here. like a drop 129, in the bucket. 129,335 yeah, members. Nothing. Now I need that's to a look drop up in the bucket. Jews I'm not even impressed in... by that. Mormons, get your life together. Send more missionaries over there. How many Jews are in Japan? All right, let's see here. Oh, there's some. They got they got some areas. Status of Jews in Japan. Jews and other culture are far, are by far one of the most minor ethnic and religious groups. In Japan. <laughs> presently, fifty. Presently, consisting of only about <laughs> fifty. <laughs> 300 to 2,000 people. So there are more Mormons, a lot more Mormons in Japan than Jews in Japan. Right. Almost all of them are not Japanese citizens, and almost all of them are Aww. foreigner short-term well, that's residents. cheap. Yeah. So, so it's like you. you. <laughs> it's like there's 300 U's in, wow. in Japan. They, I think true. they were just, they're probably just visitors who were there for census time, and they're like... So that's what I mean. You? You're part of that 300. <laughs> Like if I was 2018, there the you then, flew yeah. through Japan, so yeah. there you go. Truth. All right, fair enough. All right, well, look, good luck. I hope he finds love, and I hope they go to the moon. All right, last story on the uh, on the general news you need to know about. That was Doctor Oz. All right. Now, you're big. Um, you still you 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 fit. You know, you're on like some strict uh, workout regime. You got like quick. You got a uh, you got a strict dietary. Nah, not as strict as last year. This year is no internet. That's the diet. Last year was an actual diet. This year, ah, no internet. All right, let, letting it go a little bit. Yeah, and I would also assume that Dr. Oz is also a fraud. There's lots of articles about him being a fraud, but continue. <laughs> For sure, but he still has opinions, and Fox is, News, who I'm is, reading this from, is reporting oh wow. on him. So Fun. here we go. All right. Dr. Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz thinks we should cancel breakfast in 2020. Says it's a ploy. It's a ploy? Yeah. For many, the article starts. So is this him basically leaning into intermittent fasting? But continue. Sorry, I spoiled the plot. <laughs> you, you did. All right, fine. Why don't you read the fucking story? You go, go ahead. Read the story. I can't read it. it. I can't. See, this is what happens when I don't read the story. I can't. The, the unfiltered thoughts comes to my head. For many, breakfast is an essential start. I like this article because it's very short. For, for breakfast, for many, breakfast is an essential start of the day. Much like a cup of joe, the morning meal in the U.S., often consisting of food like pancakes, bacon, and eggs, <laughs> is a daily tradition. I should read more Fox News. They get me. <laughs> but, appara- but apparently, the idea that breakfast is a necessary part of the morning is a sham, at least according to Dr. Mehmet Oz. I did yes. not know that That's was his That's how you say name. his name, yes. Mehmet? Mehmet, I believe. Because I Mehmet. believe he is uh, Armenian? Good news. It doesn't show up again in this article, so I Wonderful. don't have to try to say it again. Uh, quote, I think for 2020, the first thing I'm going to do is ban breakfast, the famous doctor recently told TMZ. Quote, I don't think we need to eat breakfast. That's an advertising ploy. Unfortunately, this is quoting again, a lot of the dogma that we are that we were fed for decades came out of advertisements. It wasn't really based on the truth around our health, he added. Dr. Oz said we should cancel breakfast and instead have our first meal of the day when we're actually hungry. Quote, 
So if what if I'm hungry at breakfast time, Oz? Well, they need breakfast, I guess. <laughs> I think it's just more about, uh, you know. Uh, he said, quote, if you're intermittent, if you're intermittent fasting and you hadn't had a late dinner, it won't happen until midday through the morning, end quote. And if you do find, he's, he said, and if you do find yourself hungry first thing in the morning, Dr. Oz says it's likely because you're having the equivalent of food withdrawal. Quote, because yeah, you had called some hunger, sim- you idiot. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> because you had some simple carbohydrate like a potato chip or French fry at 10 at night. That means your body's insulin is all whacked up. He explained, quote, by the next morning, that withdrawal is what is happening. You're starving like a drug addict. You got to get your meds. Quote, most Americans are addicted to food. I don't disagree. We should be addicted to life. Now, all right, whatever, dude. He's he is. <laughs> But while the TV doc may swear against breakfast, he is a fan of one popular meal in America, brunch. Quote, have brunch every day of the week, explanation point, he advised. That's the end of the article. <laughs> so, again, every diet is stupid. Eat less, move more. That literally is how you do anything in life. If you want to lose le- if you want to lose weight, eat less food. Whether you have to eat one meal a day or five meals a day, it doesn't matter. Just eat less. So, it's just dumb. All of it's dumb. So, if not eating breakfast makes you healthier, guess what? It's because you're not putting a thousand calories into your mouth. So imagine if you just ate less food at breakfast. Oh, look at that. You'd still be in better shape. It's also a matter of what you're eating for breakfast, right? Like if you're eating pancakes. Pancakes, yes. Versus versus eggs. It's a big and difference. And again, maybe. It depends on the eggs you're eating. If you're eating six eggs, ah, probably not as healthy as eating, you know, pancakes that are made a different way. So it's again, it's just eat less food. You gotta like, wait period. Healthy pancakes? What's, what's sure. the secret? You, you can it? make you can make pan- pancakes with like bananas in them and like other stuff to not get just flour and sugar and you're butter. Like, you talking like banana bread pancakes? Is that a thing? Sure, why not? Sure, it oh, is. A, sounds delicious. There's lots of ways of making pancakes. You can make it with your gluten intolerance. You can make them gluten free. Well, you know what's horse shit about this? Everything. You know what's horse shit about this guy besides everything? Um, I don't like. I don't like him. By the way, I don't like. It. I'm looking at his picture here. I don't. I don't like. Freaks freaks me out. Freaks Smug. me out. I'm looking at him. Smug. His yeah. His face next to a plate of literally what was described in his quote: pancakes, eggs, and bacon. Uh, and then, um, but he's like the whole thing is don't be strict to these meals and only eat when you're hungry. And then literally the last thing he says is have brunch every day of the week. Like. Dude, you just you just undermined your entire your entire thing that you were that you were saying. Like how does that make any sense? It doesn't. Just eat when you're hungry and actually understand what hunger means. Because most of the time when you're actually hungry, you're actually thirsty. Is that true? Yes. I think you said Normally, that if you're if you're hungry, like let's say, and I learned this because I was always hungry, and it's like, no, you're actually dehydrated most of the time. So if you actually drink water, you drink more water, you often tend to lose more weight because you're not as hungry. No. When you're hydrated. the only thing that's keeping me from being like a uh, thousand pounds is that I drink water all the time. Yeah. So if you drink a ton something. of water, you're fine. When you don't drink water, you tend to eat more. So it's a pro tip there. You don't need do Dr. Both. Oz to tell you to eat brunch. So I, I do both. Drink water and eat a lot. Yeah, and look I've, at you. I've, I'm at the I'm at the point where I've basically uh, eating is like one of my hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, like I said, you're not fat. You're just living the lifestyle. Exactly. And if you, uh, but I think if you approach it as like, you can get lost in a hobby, right? Sure. Like there's like video playing video games, right? That's a hobby of mine as well. Right. But I'm not one of these guys who's just playing nonstop throughout the hours of night, losing sleep and all that. You're not addicted to playing games, but you enjoy it. Exactly. On most occasions. Correct. And I like to think that I treat food in as a as a similar hobby as well, where you know, I'm not I'm not constantly gorging on nonsense all the time, but you know, when I get the opportunity to partake in something enjoyable, I will I will jump at that opportunity and I will go crazy on some delicious stuff. It's like all the white people that do cocaine and claim that they're not addicts, yet if someone smokes crack, they're an addict. Same thing. It's a hobby. It's a hobby. <laughs> Doing a hobby. coke's a hobby, smoking crack's a habit. Eating eating is uh eating is a hobby. Now, that's it for the stories I had, but I do think it's important. All right, while we're doing this inaugural episode and we're trying to feel out the waters, all right? You should be aware of what's happening in the political system in America. All right? Now, this won't always be about American politics, but it, it will be about something politically adjacent at the worst. Um, and it's a segment that we are, that I'm calling based on your, one of your title ideas, which I love so much and said, we should make this a segment. And that is, uh, reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. (laughs) I love it. So for this segment, you will have a choice again. I will give you some options and we will discuss only one thing about politics. All right. All righty. Just one. I get to pick one of these choices. One of these choices. Okay. So here's what's going on in, in the country and around the world in the political sphere. We have who's leading in the Iowa polls. That is the first democratic primary vote. That's going to be taking place in uh, in February, so next month. All right. Oh, fun! Okay, yep. yeah. Um, we have the latest on impeachment because that is happening. All right. Is it? Tr- well, Trump is impeached, and the Senate trial has, I- and the Senate now has the documents. Oh, they okay? have the documents because she was talking they, about not sending the documents. They got them. They got them. She was nice. holding them. They got them. All right. And the third thing, which I consider political, is. Uh, the royal family situation. I want to talk about the royal family because I actually right. heard about this and I want to talk about it. <laughs> all right. I so love then it. there we go. That stuff can all wait. The Iowa polls wait. Shit changes every day. And uh, Trump is still impeached. So love it. Um, royals, what do you know? Because Down with the queen, my, baby. We're out. Oh, I don't. Yeah. All right. So (laughs) what does a here's a question. What does someone who's in the royal family do? A bunch of nothing. Yeah. So when somebody says we're leaving the royal family, (laughs) we out. What what does that mean? We're just moving out. I don't understand. We're moving out. We don't want your money. We don't want the motorcade. We don't want the protection. We don't want nothing to do with you. We gone. We out. That's (laughs) what it is. And I love it. That's what it means. Yes. <laughs> because from my understanding, and again, you got to realize now that with this new podcast format and the new podcast in general, 
I'm not looking at Wikipedia. Right. I'm staring at my email. <laughs> oh, and okay. Here we go. I am going to guess that the way that this actually works, and someone please, again, this podcast needs you to be interactive with these people because I'm going to say a lot of wrong stuff. This is off the top of my head. Yeah, I oh, believe, before, you, before you go on, I should yes. say, by the way, that um, on the new website, he'sabroad.com, there are forms where you can submit any stories for any of these segments. If there's anything you want us to talk about, let us know. We will talk about it. I will give you credit. Um, and the the stories, if you submit them for that to inform John, uh, they go to me, so he won't see them. Oh, look at that. Nice. Okay, so my guess and my my thought on the way that the royal family works is that the Windsor family, who actually changed their name from something German after World War II, because there are some frauds in there as well, right? Because they're German. Um, So they changed their name to Windsor because they wanted to sound more English. They got some Uh, dirty money. Yeah, they got some dirty money. They got some of that, <laughs> some of that Hitler some of that, money. <laughs> some, of that, some of that, some of that Nazi gold. Yeah, so they got some. Yeah, yeah. There's some dirt behind the royal family. Anyways, uh, I believe that they're the largest landowners in the UK, and so they leased the land to the government and to the people, and that's how they've amassed their fortune. So actually, the government pays for their stuff for the royal family, but the royal family leases this land in return. So that is the agreement. Of why they get everything paid for, why they get to live in this giant... They live in Buckingham Palace, right? I believe that's where the Queen lives. Um, So they get all this stuff afforded to them to be part of the royal family. So I'm assuming leaving the royal family means we don't have... We're basically saying we're not going to take any money. If my name's on any documents for this stuff, I want my name off of it. All my royal duties, because I think you're like required to show up to stuff if you're on sort of this government take as part of the royal family, as like having official duties of the... So basically, from my understanding, from my co-worker, is that they will stay the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, but all the other royal things are out the window. And fun fact, Megan, I believe, has spent six hours in Sussex. <laughs> That's how much total? she cares about this mess. Six hours total. She don't care about any of this stuff. She got herself a rich dude, and she's out. <laughs> I, it's funny because... They treat it like they're leaving. What are they going to do? It's like they can do whatever the fuck they want. They they could go over to just give speeches and talk. And I think she was an actress. She right? was an actress. She was an actress on a giant TV show. Could do whatever the hell they want. Exactly. You put a Prince of England on your resume. You're going to be fine. And that dude's always done what he wants. I mean, the dude dressed up as a Nazi for God's sakes when he was in the military. He does what he wants. <laughs> he don't play by these rules. And they treated her so awful in the process. Yeah, that's and that seems like what really. What what really was the tipping point, right? This is like every mother's nightmare that like their son meets a nice girl and she completely changes his life in a way where you no longer have influence. And I know that his mother is is no longer with us, Princess Diana. But still, right. I'm guessing that the queen and the royal family feels this way as in he's changed since he's met this person and now everything's different and she's controlling his life and she's telling him what he should and shouldn't do. And I'm sure that all the white people in England are mad because this girl of mixed race came in and stole your redheaded stepchild of a, of a, of a duke and is going to spend all this money and go save little black kids in Africa because <laughs> that's what they're going to do apparently, right? They're going to go somewhere and be missionaries and save people. Maybe. I mean, what's interesting, I think I was listening to Larry Wilmore, his podcast, he was talking about how they basically did what they did what they they left to avoid a similar fate to 
Princess Diana. Yeah, because and trust she me, was that dude's super. Being he's super aware of that the... stuff, man. He's got to be super aware. That's his own mother. He's like, I'm not, I'm not going out that way. You guys chasing yeah. me around and harassing my wife and all this other nonsense, and then you're gonna try to expose her. Oh, is she dating this other dude? Like all the nonsense that they'll come up with, and they'll try to run her life into the ground. And he's like, Nah, we don't need to do this. I got enough money. She's got enough money. We're good. Thank you, but no, thank you. That's quite rude. Um, I I really it, it's just funny when somebody could just straight up be like, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm not I'm not a royal anymore. It's like, wait, what? How? Did, how? It's real uh, funny you know, because I didn't the know guy you could just do that. I didn't the guy who that. should be leaving the royal family, Prince Andrew, isn't. What's his deal? Oh, Jeffrey Epstein's friend. Oh, that was that guy. Oh, that dude. okay. He's yeah, still he he's should, still he in the royal family. He's up there saying, no, no, I ain't, I ain't leaving. <laughs> I'm still here. Uh, you know, he's th- that's kind of protection at that point. If he's out in the public, if he's not royal anymore, then where's his uh where's his protection? Yeah, so I guess unless you're a pedophile, uh staying in the royal family doesn't really mean that much. And plus he's not in really line to be king anyways, because the other ones, he, as soon as he started having all these kids, he's got like four or five kids or however many kids he has. This dude has got bumped off of the the be king next list. So as long as he is, he's, he's like seventh in line. Is that what to the it's royal called? Family. The B King next list. Yeah, sure. The B King next list. He's like number seven on the list. Every time this dude's skinny wife pops out another kid, he moves further back in line. So he's not going to be king. What's so the name? Point, I I remember that like that whole ordeal when that dude got buried, and they were just like, "Oh, it's like a fairy tale. It's like a, it's a Cinderella story. It's all this stuff." And then when <laughs> Meghan Markle and uh, Prince Harry got married, it was just like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> who's who's this? <laughs> Where'd you find this mud at? All the nonsense that they're saying, all that awful stuff, man. Trust me, man. English people are just as racist as America. Just racist, everybody. Oh, so racist. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yeah. they did pass Brexit. They totally did, and they plastered with flying colors. <laughs> so, yeah, like this is, yeah. Again, and then when I, they had their they had their chance with another election to kind of vote for everything that Brexit, vote against everything Brexit stood for, and that failed too. So yes, yeah, they're down. Bunch, they're down bunch, with it. Bunch of races over there. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm glad they're leaving. Good, good riddance. <laughs> And quite frankly, I I would hope that New Zealand would decide to leave at some point and not be part of this Commonwealth nonsense. Get the the queen off your money. Get the Union Jack off your flag. Get out of here. Go. But New Zealand. Scram. uh, Is New Zealand technically part of? Yes, it's a Commonwealth country. Australia, New Zealand, Canada. Uh, those are the three big ones, and then there's a bunch of other countries that England yeah, but that's slowly not, started to give no, up. No, 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 but that's that's not part of the European Union. That's different. No, 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 no. The, again, guess guess who else is not part of the European Union? The UK. <laughs> well, yeah, they're, the they Brexit left. Passed. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I was yeah. talking about. But we're part of the Commonwealth. New Zealand is part yeah, of the Commonwealth. That's weird. Of the United that whole Kingdom. thing is strange. I don't know it's what weird. that means though. The so Queen's on the entail? money. I don't. It just I know that. It, means that it means that white people got money to come to lands where they didn't belong. And then the queen oh, okay. gave them protection from all the natives from scalping their heads off. All right. So wow. the queen, like, she came down here when she was first, I guess, whatever, given her crown or whatever whatever you do, coronated. And, yeah. So you got a bunch of British people down here, and the queen's on the money, the queen's on the flag, and they sing God Save the Queen and all this other nonsense. And the queen got nothing to do with this country, as far as I'm concerned. So yeah. I show no love lost for the queen. None. Zero. I'm sure she's a nice old lady. But as far as I'm concerned, with the way that they treated this poor girl and this dude, 
yeah, like, why do they need a royal family? And you know what's also funny? The royal family doesn't speak up during any of this stuff because they know that the minute they open their mouth and get involved in politics, someone's going to say, hey, why do we have these old white people in this house? Why are we paying for them? Get them out of here. And because remember, the French had this too at one point. You know what happened? The French Revolution. <laughs> they started oh. cutting heads off. And so Britain's been real quiet for a long time because the queen knows there's ever a problem. The first thing they're going to do is drag her old ass out of that house and put her in a guillotine and cut her head off. So they don't say anything. They sit there. They look pretty. She brings out that ridiculous crown whenever she speaks. And that's that's what it is. So, yeah, I don't I don't really have a lot of love for the royal family. If you couldn't tell already. (laughs) Sore spot. I don't know why. Queen's probably uh, racist, too. Oh, for sure. You you don't you don't get to be a queen without being a little racist. How many black right. kings and queens are there? Hmm? In in England? In the world. Oh. And you just said there's a lot of lot of countries in Africa. Yeah, but so, I don't think any of them are kings and queens cuz I don't think the Africans stand for that anymore. You think there's a king anywhere in Africa? I don't know. Well, oh, wait, the, uh, the the last king of Scotland, right? That had uh <laughs> that Idi Amin. The dude that did all the awful stuff. He was not a king. <laughs> But that was the name of the movie. It was. But again, there's only it's like the only place left with a king. And Thailand has a king. And maybe there's a king in some other places. But like it's not we'll yeah, be like, king soon. Trump's gonna be king soon. Yeah, Baron. King Baron. No, King Trump. Just wait. And we'll have Queen Ivanka. It's gonna be weird, but he's the king, so he can do whatever he wants. It's gonna be creepy, but you know what? It's just a pill we'll have to swallow. Yeah, because even All Kim right. Jong Kim Jong un isn't king true he's just a dictator yeah it's just it has a different name right like what's the difference between a king and a dictator like did you see the entire oh man that was the other thing i could have brought up as well but i said i'd limit it to one story so maybe yes okay so let's move on let's move on we're we're gonna play by the rules on this podcast all right so following up that media therapy this is where oh i like this you gave it a name too yeah we cleanse cleanse the palate (sighs) i like it end on a getting loose end on it and on a note where we'll talk wash my, about... Wash my mouth out with some politics. Got the queen yeah. out, taste out my mouth. I'm ready for the, for the dessert, for the sweets. Exactly. And this is, this is where we'll bring it home, where mm. uh, we'll talk about what were things in the... So John being in the movie industry, me being in the video game industry, these are both things we're passionate about. Um, to, and I mean, there, there's a lot of overlap as well. Um, so we will take the time to really talk about anything in those spaces that we feel relevant for for the week and if you decide you want to eject for whatever it is that we're talking about on that week then feel free like i would i would love to talk about (laughs) death stranding and my experience with that but they've announced the but they've announced the oscars and well that really should take priority over everything else yes it should we will so we're going to take this time and we will go through the oscars so i have in front of me the list Mm-hmm. Do you do you as well or no? I don't, but I can pull this up because this pertains to work and things that are not. I mean, it's nonsense, but it's once a year nonsense. So it's not social media. It's not awful news about politics and the world being destroyed. It's just a list. So you can actually send me just a list. I mean, you know what? Matter of fact, I'm going to go to Oscars. I believe it's Oscars. I have the I have the link right here. I'm going to send you it, send it, it right to now. me. Just the Oscars yep. link. Just give me the raw link. I don't want someone else's yeah, opinions or news. Okay, yep. that's it. It's literally list. Nice. And we could go by. So we could go by and just make you want to just do predictions. We'll read the read the nominees. Well, let me well let me first how do you start. Want to do this? Yeah, so let me first start with what I believe the snubs are. Okay, so I saw the movie with Aquafina. 
Oh yeah, the the farewell. Now, did I like it? Loved it. Oh, I was like, right. right. I loved it. It was, it was right. great. You said it like Aquafina, and I like that. It was it was I. Right. And I think that she should use her real name. I think that's a mistake by going by Aquafina because as a musical artist, I don't know who, who she was. All I know is that her name is stupid. <laughs> so I think that hurts her. But that's got did that get a nom they got no nominations. No. Zero. And Nothing. the Adam Sandler movie with Kevin Garnett in it also got zero nominations. And I believe that Adam Sandler said that if he didn't get Oscar nominated for this movie, he's gonna make the worst movie he's ever made. He's now intentionally make the worst <laughs> movie. Now for Adam Sandler, I mean, if you can look at his catalog of movies, that, that means a movie he, worse than Jack and Jill. I mean, you. I mean, I personally can't wait to see that <laughs> to it's, see what the result of it is. Going to be amazing. Like <laughs> my guess is, this is going to end up being a producer situation where he tries to make the worst movie and it ends up being his best movie. <laughs> Are you that's familiar funny. with the producer? Yes, I am, and that's hilarious yeah. because I hope that actually happens, and I hope they actually nominate that movie. And it wins everything. So those um, are the two snubs that stuck out to me. Um, me was there any biggest yeah. snub? Um, oh, also, yeah. uh, also Lupita Nyong'o for not getting nominated for us because she should have been. Um, I was and us say, not getting nominated for original screenplay either because it was actually an original movie and it should have been nominated. Yeah. Um, big one for me is, um, so there's a few Taron Egerton for, um, uh, for rocket man. Yeah, he that's won, right. Because if what's his name he won the golden globe. Yeah. If what's his name can win for being, for being Rami an awful, Malik. yeah, if he can win for being an awful, um, dude from queen or uh, whatever the, <laughs> I can't remember his name right now. Freddie Mercury. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. For whatever reason, I couldn't remember it. If you, if you can win for being Freddie Mercury with those stupid teeth. This dude should have at least been nominated, and especially because you said he won. So it was I'm a kind of nonsense. upset by the by the amount of uh, things that that the movie was that Bohemian Rhapsody was nominated for. Rocket Man only gets nominated for original song. It's really upsetting because Rocket Man is a really good movie. At least I loved it. it was and right. I watched it on the especially, airplane. I mean, it was just as boring as Bohemian Rhapsody was. So no whatever. way, it was so much better than Bohemian Rhapsody. So much whatever. better. Um, but then, so that's one. Um, my favorite movie of the year is which I thought was going to be nominated for something was uh, peanut butter Falcon. The yeah, that uh, wasn't Shia nominated La- for anything. Shia either, LaBeouf movie. And yeah. that was just Shia LaBeouf. I thought was going to get something either for honey boy or for that. And he just got nothing. I thought maybe that kid from peanut butter Falcon might've got a supporting nomination. Um, the kid with, um, with like down syndrome. He has or, down syndrome, uh, right? Yep. I believe autism. So. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, because that movie was really, really fantastic and something special. Haven't seen so, it, but it's on my list. I will, I will probably watch it within the next couple of weeks at least. Yeah, so that that was great. And I also was surprised by how few nominations Knives Out got because um, that might be the most enjoyable movie that I've seen all year. Like, I could see myself watching that movie again and again and again and again. And I, and I just really liked it. It got... I think he got one nomination for uh, screenplay, and that's it. So now, can we talk those, about what? Actually but here's the to other me, thing, yeah. And I think I'll start doing it this year. Is I keep a list of all the games I play and finish, uh, and I mean, all of it over the course of a year. I don't do that with movies, and I really should start. So I can. Yeah, actually I probably should as well because I don't actually be remember. Like, I've what seen is a lot of stuff. actually my? Yeah. 
favorite movie. I mean, I could look through my AMC and see what that says. Yeah, but, but again, like, say what like some of these some up. of these movies are Netflix. Like Marriage Story, I watched, and that's a Netflix movie. But if it doesn't stand out in my mind now, then it probably wasn't that great. And those things that I mentioned are the ones that really yeah. do stand out. Same thing with like The Irishman. I haven't seen it, but that's a that's a Netflix movie as well. So the surprising thing to me is Joker getting all of the nominations for almost everything and i did not like that movie i thought it was gratuitous for the sake of being gratuitous i'm tired of the joker story i'm tired of the psychotic white man becomes a supervillain. like I'm, I'm done with it enough enough with the joker we get it we get it this is what happens when you leave white guys alone for too long they go they turn into this i get it enough enough have you seen joker I don't want to. And That's I feel my like point. if I. It's gratuitous for just being gratuitous. It's like, yeah, yeah, oh, he's being crazy. Oh, it's a crazy white guy. Oh, I can no, look, look at, at that him. movie. He's lonely. And it's just, it's stupid. It's dumb. I can look at that movie and tell you from the jump that, yeah, this is definitely not my type of movie. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, everything. And again, I don't, it's one of those things I think is going to get nominated for a bunch of stuff. And maybe Joaquin Phoenix wins for best actor. But I think outside of that, I don't think this thing's going to win anything, personally. I'd be really shocked if it all of a sudden started winning. It's not going to win Best Picture because it's nominated for Best Picture. It's not going to win Best Picture. It just won't. What if it does? It won't. If you, if you, can't, if you can hardly recognize Avengers Endgame, and again, you're talking to someone who has railed against the whole Avengers thing for a long time, but that is the highest grossing movie of all time. And you have a hard enough time even recognizing that because that movie will not win for best visual effects. It will not. The Irishman will win. Really? Yes, absolutely. I heard it. I heard, but it, I heard that was like really rough. The Irishman. And again, it, it's enough that you took these old guys that have been in the movie industry for 40, 50 years and you made them young. That's all it takes. That's it. Yeah, but That's even even my takes. dad, who doesn't really, he's like, they just look weird. I said, well, this is why. It's doesn't like, matter. That That's, That's all it takes, man. It, again, what's look at the last movies that have won for best visual effects. It's been mm. space movies and stuff like Ex Machina. That's why I said Ad Astra wasn't on here in any capacity. Yeah, because that movie looks stupid. <laughs> oh, okay. It was weird. <laughs> that, that movie's really weird looks stupid now i didn't dislike it but it's weird for me so i think we should if we go over something we should go over best actor best actress and then best movie so best movie for me do you know what the best movie i've watched this year can you guess out of the nominations from wait from the list ford Ford versus ferrari the irishman jojo rabbit joker little women marriage story 1917 once upon a time in hollywood parasite oh we're looking we're looking at the best okay so we're jumping around the list yes best picture of the year because we're only going to go over two i don't want to read all this and we're and we're already run along all right well there's no time limit we got it's whatever we can give the people what they want best movie you've seen this year i'm gonna guess um parasite did you see it? it is it is parasite look at you you. parasite was fantastic and guess what i read the whole time (laughs) and it was fine because it was so well done the girl who plays his sister in the movie should have been nominated for for supporting yeah i read that get a nomination she was great that that movie to me is the best picture of the year out of this list of movies and the ones that i've seen again i haven't seen 1917 i plan on watching once upon a time in hollywood tonight um, I haven't watched The Irishman, but I've seen all of the rest except for Little Women. And again, Little Women. I mean, I know it's not about Little Women, but enough. Enough. Like, <laughs> make something that doesn't have the same title of something that's been on. Like, enough. Same thing with Joker. Like, get out of here. 
Um, and, and war movies, like I'm sure it's great, right? It's one big long shot. It's great. It's about war and brotherhood and fam- enough. You always got to put a war movie in here at the end of the year that sneaks by everybody. Like enough with the war movies. So for me, it's Parasite. It's original. It's fun and it's foreign language. Um, because Roma last year won a bunch of awards. I really hope that Parasite, because that dude deserves it. That's such a well shot movie, and it's a great story. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time I watched it. Parasite was fantastic. All right. I haven't seen it. Can't comment. It's great. You should watch it. You should watch it immediately. It's great. Okay. Loved it. All right. Got All right. It. So, best actor, best actress. All right. Let's see. Um, best actor. Yeah. Everybody really seems to like, like, you could say what you want about Joker, but it sounds like the best thing about it is Joaquin Phoenix. So, it's the only thing about it. The rest of it's nonsense. <laughs> so if it does, so I think if Joker wins anything, it's here. You know what? Adam Driver might win for the Marriage Story. That movie to me was just so depressing. It's one of the most depressing looks, things I've ever watched. Looks depressing. It is. It's super depressing. And the um, clip that keeps so I wouldn't circulating is just them yelling at each other. Yeah. So again, if Joe, Joker wins anything, just give it to him and enough. But again, do you really want him getting up there giving an acceptance speech? Probably not. He's a bit of a weird dude. <laughs> I would like Adam Driver to win and then, but when he does his speech, talk like he's accepting it for Star Wars (laughs) Rise of Skywalker. Like, that would be pretty great. Because he was great in that movie. Like, Adam Driver is a phenomenal actor. He deserves stuff. He's he's a weird dude, but he's just like, because he sort of has a very distinctive look and face. But everything he's in, for the most part, tends to be fairly enjoyable. He commits. Have you seen um, Inside Lewin Davis? I have not. Okay. Now I have. I haven't seen the movie either. But there is a. He is in that movie in an amazing scene. Just at some point, if you're listening to this, just look up uh, "Please, Mr. Kennedy." I think that's what it's called on uh, on YouTube. And it's uh, Adam Driver is just a delight in that sequ- in that scene. And I believe that's his only place in the movie. <laughs> So it's pretty, it's pretty great. It's, it's him, Justin Timberlake and Oscar Isaac. Like, could you ask for a better trio? Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting casting. Yeah. Combined. Yeah. Huh. yeah I'm going to, yeah. So you'd think Oscar Isaac would make better choices. <laughs> he does. What do you mean? Yeah, some of his choices are a little suspect. He's, he's a shapeshifter and he, he just shows up in things and you're like, that's that guy? I mean, he, shows he was up in, in some that great X-Men stuff. movie that was like weird. Like, why are you in that? <laughs> oh, yeah, but he was. But it was the follow-up to X-Men's best movie, which was Days of Future Past. So that's the time to jump in. And he just, you know, it didn't work out the way he expected to because that's probably when um, Brian Singer was going hard with his uh, oh, no. twink sex parties. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? Like, that's oh, the kind Jesus. of thing that was going on. I don't know. Yeah. It's just a guess. I don't know for sure. <laughs> All right, but so, it's, it's, it's an assumption on why that movie wasn't good. But he was in Ex Machina. Yeah, and again, Ex Machina was fine. It just he's doing the Star Wars of Ex Machina messed me up after I saw did that it. movie. I was like, too, oh yeah, I was too, like, too real for you. It was just the ending was just a trip. It's a great movie. I should watch that movie again. It is great. And Oscar Isaac's like completely jacked in it. He is. He's ripped. It's, it's wild. Um, great movie. Great movie. Okay, uh, so all right, best actress. Now, I've only seen one of these movies. Wait, you've skipped supporting roles important. And is it's it? only important because Tom Hanks played uh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, but again, like... Will it's... he win for that? I don't know, because he didn't. 
seem like Mr. Rogers to me. He felt like Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks doing a that's doing every a Mr. movie. Rogers and everyone. No, just but it was like Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks doing a Mr. Rogers impersonation. It's like Tom so Hanks it, flying a plane impersonation. Tom Hanks being just standing <laughs> on an island impersonation. Everything he does is Tom Hanks, but that's not a bad thing, right? Who doesn't like Tom Hanks? No, but it because a beautiful day because um, that Mr. Rogers documentary was so good last year, and I don't even think that was nominated for an Academy Award, which is insane. Um, where you really got a feel for Mr. Rogers. So to go from that to this, you're just like, all right, it's Tom Hanks doing a decent Mr. Rogers impression. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Moving on. You don't want to talk about Al Pacino or Joe Pesci and the fact that Robert De Niro didn't get nominated for Best Actor, but these two got nominated for Best Supporting Actor? Mm, Nope. Okay. Moving on. (laughs) Unless you have some strong opinions, because I don't. I sure don't. All right. All Best right, actress. Please. It's it's funny because Scarlett Johansson, this is kind of her time to shine. Like she's kind of she's got she's, two shots. She's been she's been known as like the one woman in the superhero movies. And now she's in two movies where she's an incredibly good actress in both of them. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Um does she deserve to win for marriage story? I don't know because I haven't seen any of the other movies. <laughs> so who knows? I've not seen Bombshell. I haven't seen any of these. I've heard nothing about Harriet other than seeing a trailer, which made it look kind of like an action movie. And that, that was interesting. But I think, but if you watch the trailer for Judy, it's literally like Renee Zellweger Oscar bait. I just, I feel bad so for I Renee think, Zellweger because she really jacked her face up. <laughs> well, I mean... And, and she, like and she, she even really says committed, that and she, that movie's apparently pretty good. What committed to like the the extensive levels of surgery that she really no didn't to need? to being Judy Garland. I feel bad for. Her. All right, well I do. I can't watch it because I watched something with her in it, and I was just like, oh, she you, you didn't need to do all of this. Like you looked fine, but she did, and she made her bed, and now she's now she's sleeping in it. And yeah. if you don't want to, you know, get all under the covers with that situation then you don't have yeah, to. i just feel it just makes me sad it makes me sad that she felt she needed to do that so all right fair <laughs> enough fair enough but i think i i thought scarlett johansson was great in jojo rabbit so i was about to say do you think she, well, you didn't see marriage story but i would say that she was better in jojo Rab- rabbit as well personally okay but i just think in that movie it like it was considering what i've seen her in yeah she's uh She's Black Widow in uh, in all the Marvel movies, but she was also in. She's in some dramas. She shows up here and there. Yeah, Let's but she also forget. shows up in like what's it called? The movie with with the Gordon Levitt kid, and um and Ghost in a Shell. She makes bad choices too. Yeah, but she's a, but she's yeah. a good actress. So it's weird. <laughs> right, but she was good in uh, like her first breakout role, wasn't it? Lost in Translation. It was, and that's a great yeah. movie. She was also good in the other thing in Chef, where she was, where I feel like she was only cast so that John Favreau could imagine he was having an affair with her. I don't know for sure, but <laughs> but was it wasn't Sophia? Was that was Sophia's, uh, what what her name is? Uh, the Sophia. Oh, um, for you know Cara. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. She was in that movie yeah. as well, right? So, like, what do you? Yeah, like, what are we she, doing here? She, yeah, exactly. But John Favreau was the lead. Sofia Vergara, I think that's her name, was her was his ex-wife who he was reconnecting with. Uh, I haven't but, seen Chef. But he was but Scarlett Johansson was like was the girl he was hooking up with. 
in okay. the in well, the meantime. Chef is an amazing movie. No, I know I've heard I'm great things. And the fact that, I yeah. love Chef. Chef is like has one of the most interesting story arcs of of any movie because everything bad happens in the first fifteen minutes, and then it's all upswing for the rest of it. Like nothing bad happens for the rest of the movie. It's just so, all feel good. Fun fact: my friend. And my former co-worker, Caesar, shout out to Caesar, who I know doesn't listen to this, but he's on enough podcasts, and maybe he does. His app, the app that he developed, is in that movie. It was one of the first big breaks. It is. That is the app. So that is the only connection I have with Chef, and I still not watch the movie. So sorry, Caesar. One day I'll watch it, and I'll see your app. I think it's on Netflix. Like, you could basically... It is on Netflix. I pass it all the time, and I just haven't watched it. You know what? Skip Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I mean, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. (laughs) Once Upon a Time in Mexico, also a great movie for just what it is. It's nonsense, but it's fun. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Skip that. Watch Chef. It's like an hour and a half. You're going to feel great. Good. It's just after after feeling bad at first, right? You feel bad at first, but then after that, it's all uphill from there. No, because even even when you're feeling bad, it's still feeling good. Fun. I like that. John Favreau. I mean, he'll never be forgiven for what he did to The Lion King, but this alone. But I think the movie, I think, was it was like a direct reaction to Iron Man 2, I believe. That's why he made Chef. Okay, fair enough. So I think there's a bit of a, um, you know, what's what's that called? Um, a um, allegory. It's a bit allegorical in sure. some ways. And the beignets at one point. I got to say, like, don't watch that movie Hungry and it's torture. So the last thing I want to talk about is the visual effects because that is what my career is, right? Now, I made a vow at work that if Cats was nominated for an Academy Award, I was going to You made a vow quit. on our on Did the last I? podcast. Did I really? Okay, yeah, because I but was telling everyone have been, this. But that might have been the lost episode. Oh, maybe it was. So, yeah, I vowed that I would never, I would quit the industry if Cats was nominated for, the, for an Academy oh, Award. Oh, nominated? I thought you were, I thought it was even like, I thought it was just winning. No, 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 no. I said if it was nominated in the, because it, okay. it, it was listed, right? It was shortlisted. It was part of the 10 finalists. Oh really? Yes, and I was like, no way. I was like, but they I pulled can't. the campaign. Well, that—that's the point. Is that at the time this was before all of the fans? This is such horseshit. I'm so <laughs> mad because you're telling me Cats was shortlisted, but they didn't even shortlist Aquaman. Yes. Yes. What? I'm telling you that. I'm telling you that it was shortlisted. You can type in shortlist for visual effects Oscars while I read this list and filibuster, and you'll see the list. You should read. Sorry it for that it's peak. I am. I am so mad. Like you knew how mad I was, and there was a ton of. There was more than ten, I think, on that list. But they didn't. Oh my god. She rode. She rode Shamu <laughs> in that movie while fighting crab people. Like, <laughs> how was that not nominated for so, best visual effects? Avengers Endgame. The Irishman, Lion King, Ugh. 1917, Rise, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. Mm. So you're going to tell me that the Irishman won't win out of this list? One of them is a superhero. Two of them are basically superhero movies in, in game and Star Wars, right? They don't win Academy Awards. The, the Lion King, everyone's basically like it's not as good as the original animation. Yeah, 1917 will weird. win just – if it has a chance of winning, it's because of more of the cinematography of doing everything in one shot. I don't think that's enough to push it over the edge. What is enough is basically tell Martin Scorsese, hey, thanks for using new technology, buddy. You, you made Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and Joe Pesci look younger. Here's your Academy Award for it. I can't even find this list. It's going to win. Oh, there we go. Found it. Okay. Um, Cats is on that list. Alita Battle Angel is on that list. That's fair. Um, like that uh, what's his name? Spider-Man is on that list. 
Captain oh, that, Marvel is on that list. Spider-Man was the last... Did you see the last Spider-Man No, movie? I did not watch the last Spider-Man. I have not watched it. The last hour of that movie, like when it's actually superhero stuff, is one of my favorite hours in the entire MCU. It's got the it's got the it's so Brokeback good. Mountain kid in it, right? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. And he this is what happens when I don't it. have the internet. I can't search for these people before I open and my mouth, so I just name yeah, the Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, so it's good that I have this really weird memory for this kind of shit <laughs> that I didn't have to look that up. I just know. But Jake Gyllenhaal, the, Mysterio is one of my favorite Spider-Man villains, and the is way it? they pulled the it off was dude? awesome. Right, he's got yeah, and head. I was just so fascinated with how they were going to pull that off. And they did it so well. Is it better than like, the second Spider-Man? That's still the best Spider-Man of all time. Spider-Man 2? Yes. With Dr. Octopus. No, it's it's definitely it's not. It's great. That's it's a great movie. Rewatch it. It will... No. I love Alfred Molina as... Wait, wait. Are you Dr. telling me Rockford that the second like, Spider-Man is not the best Spider-Man out of all of them? Out of is every Spider-Man? Out of every out Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Well, no, not, by, not Into the Spider-Verse. Not. Right. I'm Spider-verse taking is live action. Live action Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2 is the best one. We've talked Spider- about this before. I don't know if we have. Yes, we have. I, I, my, my list of favorite Spider-Man movies is probably very controversial. Oh, God. Well, you know what? Sell this and then let's end this podcast because I'm going to be so furious with you that I might just end it. <laughs> so oh, go ahead. G- <laughs> give, me your, give me your stupid list. This is it. No, no more. If we get one episode of this thing and then we're done. <laughs> what is it? Give me your list. I want it. Tell me. I'd say Spider-Verse. Is the top okay? That's my top two. So fine, we're take that out. All right, then I'd say Homecoming is probably because as a whole, it's it's just really great. Like there's not really a dull moment in it. That ending is really um, awful, though. It's really bad. It's a stupid ending. With Vulture when he's it's wearing dumb. the silly suit and it's dumb. All right, I'd put Far From Home after that. Then so basically, you're just saying the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the whole in-game stuff, has got you wrapped up, and these movies are so great. So now, what's next? Give me one of the other four movie, five movies, and put it above Spider-Man Two, so I can cut you. (laughs) This is where it's going to get controversial. I would put the Amazing Spider-Man next. Oh, you got (laughs) to. But then, then I'd put Spider-Man Two. That's it. He left. All right. Well, this has been uh, He's Broad, episode one in the books. Will we come back? I don't know. I, I hope so. And uh, if you have strong opinions about Spider-Man, you could let me know and, uh, and we'll get it done. So I'll read your opinions there. Until next time, this podcast is over. <laughs>